0: Because I hate you and I berate you. I'm thinking of using that song for our new theme song. Why? Because it's so 80s. It is? Vulcan I, neck grip.
1: I don't listen to the hard rock. <laughs> Just
0: worry about future the things we got like to say Let's push the button we'd be back
1: Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman.
0: And I'm John Walter,
1: And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhoods.
0: And this week I went whole hog with Sequel Mania and showed Allie the fourth installment of the Star Trek movie series. It's an even numbered one, so therefore good. Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, as everyone knows it, the one about whales.
1: The one about whales. Now, now I, I'm going to be really honest on this entire thing. I am, um, I'm I'm pretty much a Trek virgin.
0: Yeah. Well, most Trek fans are virgins. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> no,
1: but sh- that was well done. Well done.
0: You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really a Star Trek fan. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it, but like, you know, like I know a lot of people who are like fanatical about the show. Yeah. I enjoy it enough. It's like, eh, it's all right. You know, I. I mean, I saw I saw the first. I saw all the Star Trek movies eventually, uh, but the, when I saw this one, I had probably only seen. No, I'd I'd seen the first two and this one. I didn't see three for a while, and I, uh, you know, but um, you know, in the eighties, I, I I managed to see a lot of Star Trek without ever really being a huge fan. Yeah. You know, like, cause it was—it seemed like it, like, it was on in reruns a lot uh, for a while in the mid. It was on 80s. all the time. So, like, yeah, I, I so I watched a lot of star- and I saw pretty much. I I think I saw pretty much the entire original series because there's only like seventy something episodes, and you know, and I saw the entire animated series because that was on Nickelodeon for a while. Um, I think it was Nickelodeon, but um, and you know, I and I watched quite a bit of Next Generation when it came out just because it was in syndication at a time when there was nothing else on television for yeah. a while. So I I I have like a lot of Star Trek in my childhood, but I was always on the other side of like you know like in that Beatles Stones nerd warfare. I was I was always more of a Star Wars fan, you know which. It's hard to believe, but in the eighties, were they were arguably the cooler ones because uh, you know in the eighties there was only like three Star Wars movies and that was about it. So you didn't have all this crazy supplemental stuff.
1: Well, you had you know? all the action figures and all stuff. Well, yeah, stuff, but those like are toys. It... I'm saying, oh, okay. I'm saying,
0: like you didn't have like this weird, like all this canon and like the TV you know, show, like, you know, and yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. The, you know, and all this, you know, like it was, it was a lot looser and it was a lot more like just like, hey, I like these movies, right? Like, you know, right? And, but um, but yeah, I you know, I I, I always. I, I never had any ill will towards Star Trek. Obviously, I enjoyed it, but I was I was never an obsessive fan. But you know, this one, this you know, I saw all the movies as a kid. So I figured, you know, sooner or later we got to broach this subject. And if I'm going to show you Star, I know you saw the the first of the rebooted Star Trek. You know, yes. And that was actually weirdly we'll enough, talk your, about that your first exposure to Star. Well, Trek. Well,
1: and that's what I figured we'd talk about as we got further in. But um, but, but we, yeah,
0: but so you, but I feel like this movie is it's it's funny because I wouldn't say this is. I joke that this is the greatest Star Trek movie, but I, I mean, honestly the best one is probably the consensus one of Wrath of Khan. But this is in a lot of ways the one that I most enjoy watching of mm. the Star Trek movies. You know, the first one is like really bloated and long and heady. It's it's an attempt to be two thousand one basically, but for Star Trek you know, and the third oh. one's just, nah. well, let's, and the fifth one you're is jumping, God You're all.
1: kind of jumping ahead. So before we jump into all of your philosophies okay. about the movies, do we want to talk a little bit about who directed it, all the Oh, yeah, the yeah. I no, You oh, yeah. kind of did oh, go through I, that. I, I, yeah, do I do our elevator pitch. Like, You're kind oh, yeah, of like yeah, yeah. diving in. I totally forgot. We have swimming. a format. We kind of have a slight form. I mean, I don't We don't ma- want... have a baby format. Well, I mean, we kind of just wing it, but
0: we kind of, yeah, we have like a rough outline of like, hey, we should do this. And more yeah, than anything, okay. let so people anyway, know this a little was directed, bit about it. This was yeah. directed by Leonard Nimoy. It was not his first Star Trek movie directed. He also directed Star Trek Three, mm-hmm. um, and it uh, you know obviously stars the the entire original cast of uh, you know like I, they were all still alive and all still willing to work on it. Uh, you know, I don't know if any of them were ever really unwilling to work on it. Other than, right. Sh- other than Shatner, mm-hmm. Shatner did this movie like he he made some pretty high demands to do this movie. You know, because he I think he was kind of tired of Star Trek. Um, you know, uh, he ended up doing it actually for slightly less than his demands, but uh, he, you know, but he did uh, get the agreement that he would be allowed to direct the next Star Trek oh, 5, wow. which is god awful. Well, that's And not shocking. I use god awful uh, advisedly and on purpose because uh, of the basically it's kind of them flying to meet God and it's really bad, you know. Um, but uh, so, you know basically you know it was it was a you know a, you know they it was kind of like it seems like the star trek sequels kind of ping star trek movies kind of ping-ponged back and forth between like character driven and you know high concept stuff and this one is definitely one of the more character driven ones which was one of the reasons I selected it I thought you know it's it's fun it's goofy and more importantly we are a show about people in the future Looking back at '80s culture, it's right. kind of like you know this kind of different planet that you know we used to be a part of. That's part of our past, and like that's kind of the theme of this. It's totally. it's the culture shock of you know what was then modern America.
1: Is that is that your elevator pitch?
0: No, no. My elevator pitch is the Star Trek crew goes back to San Francisco and hijinks and goes back in time to the 20th century and hijinks ensue. I think that's that's all you need for an elevator pitch. You know. Yeah. You know, like um, yeah, this was. Oh, and this movie was kind of, the story was partially Nemoy and there's a bunch of people who worked on the screenplay, uh, and a guy, uh, Harvey Bennett, uh, or Harv, I'm not really sure how it's pronounced, it's spelled. I have H- issues okay. with Harv, Harv, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I, why do you think it's his fault? I
1: don't know. It's I just like, decided it's him.
0: there were four screenwriters, and whatever. I don't
1: know. It's because his name kept popping up, so Harv is the one that gets, the okay. one I remembered. Okay. So, so my my elevator pitch. Okay,
0: oh yeah, let's get your elevator yeah. pitch, because so I my, guess mine was a pretty, pretty simple one. Yeah,
1: it was pretty simple. Um... Mine is uh oh oh I had it I had it just a second ago. Hold no,
0: on. No, that's a weird pitch. Shut <laughs> up. Is this a musical? Oh, oh, I had it just a second ago. <laughs> I was flying in space and then the power went out. And then we went back in time and I met one of those character actresses who was a whale scientist. Um, and I okay, totally I, macked on her. I'm Captain yep, Kirk.
1: You're amazing. Um Please never sing again. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going to be singing as much as humanly possible in this, our musical uh-huh. episode. Um, I'm sp- Leonard Nimoy. I, do, I show more emotion than you realize. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> Here we go, guys. I'm so sorry.
0: I'm Walter Koenig.
1: <laughs> a, uh, a smug admiral.
0: Smadmiral. Sma- sm- the smadmiral. Smadmiral.
1: Goes back in time. Yeah. Gets demoted and steals some whales.
0: Sweet, but you've got the order wrong. He steals whales. And, and then, then gets demoted.
1: demoted. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: Got to get, got to get, you get your, your order. Because, yeah, so smug Because that sounds like he's just stealing the whales because he's mad about That's losing just- his promotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that oh, would be anyway. such a difference. Oh, oh, you've knocked me down. Well, no. I'm going to take all the oh, whales. Oh,
1: God. Smug, smuggity By smug. the way, this is going to be
0: an episode full of nothing but incredible. Incredibly bad. Bad Shatner. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I, I don't play to do a lot of bad Shatner. I'm trying to work on some. I'm trying to, you know, I, I was trying to work on like a bad Walter Koenig, and you know, uh, you know maybe and his wessels, a bad Sulu,
1: <laughs> and his and his and as many wessels, Chekhov's wessels.
0: Yes, Ali. Oh my god! Yeah, we yeah we need to talk about we need to talk about the Chekhov's Chekhov. Oh my god! Chekhov's
1: Chekhov was like the best moment ever.
0: Actually, I would say this is probably the finest hour for Chekhov as a character. Yeah. Because in the original series, he was basically introduced to be kind of a Davy Jones figure for the kids.
1: Ah. You know, he had like the
0: mop top. He had like the mop topped hair, and you know, he was the cute young officer. Thing and they they kind of did a pretty good job, even though he looked nothing like it, of doing something similar in the uh, in the JJ Abrams track where Chekhov was kind of like you know the fresh faced curly haired like yeah oh I'm young and you know they they but like Chekhov always was kind of like you know he wasn't he was you know part of the original cast but he was the last addition to the cast sure. you know and like. I think the character really works best when you do him for comic relief because he's such a clownish character. Like, yeah. Scotty is... It has, like, the stereotype, like, the... Oh, Copton! You know, yeah. like, like incredibly, like, over-the-top stereotype Scottish accent. Well, we're going to get Scot- all that, too. But Scotty can be played for drama because he handles these high-stakes things. Chekhov is so, like, just crazy, over-the-top captain Wessels, you know, yeah. guy. Yeah, like, he needs to be, like... Which is funny because he actually is pretty good in... Uh, awful things happen to him in Star Trek Two. Mm. Very awful things happen. Uh, things are shoved in his ear that cause bad things. Uh, him and Paul Winfield... Just, just if you're, if, you're, if if I'm hooking you in to try and watch uh, Wrath of Khan ever, it's good. It's really I am good.
1: shaking my head no right now. You're shaking now. your head no. You,
0: you're making a mistake because that's, that's actually a really good movie. We'll see. Um, you know, but... Um,
1: or we won't.
0: Or we won't. We probably won't do it for the show. You know? Right. Like, so
1: anyway, so let's, let's go, let's, get, let's dive in. But I was in. just saying,
0: it's, it's, oh. it's got a lot of good comedy with Chekhov. And, well, good in quotes comedy so, with Chekhov.
1: So my, my so I'm going to be really, so we talked about it, as, as John mentioned, a little bit. I never watched the show. You guys, like, I literally knew about this much. And I'm, like, holding my fingers up, you know, tiny, like, crush your head. I would tiny. say
0: you were holding them, well, you were holding them about two centimeters apart. Yeah, but okay. now you're closer to, like, an inch.
1: Okay, so that's about as much as I knew about Star Trek when we started. So much so that um, I was... I was trying to impress a producer once in a show that I was in, and he was telling a funny story, and I say funny in quotes, about um, going to see one of the Star Trek movies. God knows which one it was. It was sometime in the 90s. He was telling the story. But it was probably one
0: of the Next Generation ones. Though. Yeah.
1: It, he was telling the story in the 90s. I don't know if the this, this story took place then because I glazed okay. over. The point is, he was laughing his way you know you didn't tell a story and you're bad at telling stories like laughing his way through the telling like the, the story.
0: way we the way we laughed during this podcast yes all the time.
1: exactly telling sla- trying to tell the story and laughing his way through the story and then this was like the apparently the funny part of the story is he's like i'm just waiting and it's raining and i'm in line and i'm trying to get into this movie and the dude in front of me you know it's like he just you know such a trekkie you know and at this point i hadn't seen trekkies so i was like oh, is that what they call themselves okay whatever and he well there's
0: some dispute about that so right I use the term trekker.
1: oh okay well he and he's like laughing about this he's like the dude in front of me he opens his bag and he pulls out a I'm gonna totally botch the Tribble Tribbles Tribble the little puffball yeah the puffball thing yeah, right? yeah pulls out a Tribble and places it on the you know thing where you this is when you actually ordered tickets through a human being you know at the, the thing. box office the box yeah. office that little and the little table you know tray or whatever and he's like, my Tribble and I would like a ticket. Or whatever it was, <laughs> oh right? God. Like this was like how he's describing oh the story, right? I like, want to
0: go back in time. And
1: punch the dude like, in front I'm like, of the dude. Yeah. I like hearing
0: a story from a story yes. from a story. And I want to go back in time and find this person and dump his books.
1: And and yes, but here's the and thing. And I'm a
0: hella huge nerd. I've read The Silmarillion like five or six times. But that's what the dude... I don't even know how many times but I've But that's read what the it.
1: producer was saying. He's like, I'm a huge nerd. I love Star Trek. And even I thought that was ridiculous. And here's me like <laughs> laughing along thinking... I don't have Google to go figure out what the hell a tribble is because Google really wasn't around then. It's,
0: it's basically the love child of Alex Trebek and Major League pitcher Rob Dibble. If you can imagine that, that's a tribble.
1: Oh, okay. I was picturing Ewoks.
0: No, no, they're actually, they actually are literally like, they look kind of like koosh balls made of fur.
1: And what do they do? Reproduce. Why? That's what they do. But why, why, why are they important to? Just there was a
0: Star Trek episode called The Trouble with Tribbles, which is actually one of my favorite goofy ones, where this con man, uh this con man uh who's selling these super them as pets, basically. They're these little puffballs. They're adorable, but oh, they're just puffballs. Kind of, yeah, that they don't even have features, they're just okay. puffballs. And, you know, he he's selling them as pets, like the Enterprise get you know, like one of I can't remember which cast member gets a Tribble or something. And it turns out they they reproduce I guess they reproduce asexually by dividing, so they just keep
1: Oh, it's totally like so Gremlins.
0: They, kind of, yeah, but they they basically, but they don't. They're not harmful. They don't attack. Right. They just they just build and they're up allowed to eat
1: after midnight. They, yeah. They just, in any time zone. They just
0: build up in mass or and space. Ta- yeah. They, they're taking over. The, like they, basically, you know, it, it's trying to get rid of these things that are like you know. There's a great scene like where, and I think I, I can't remember if it's in the original. It's probably in the original as well, but I know it was they, they did a version of it on the animated series, and I remember that really clearly of like the poorly animated Kirk pulling a hatch and having them all fall into him and he, he, like, looks, like, kind of does, like, a take, you know?
1: So, so they are the, they are, they are to Star Trek. Tribbles are to Star Trek as Adipose are to Doctor Who. Kind of, yes. Okay.
0: Kind of, yes. Okay. It's kind of Welcome
1: to the nerd show. We are nerding it out all
0: over. I am just, I'm not even sure what to say about the fact that, I had to explain Star Trek to you with a Doctor Who thing because up until fairly recently, Doctor Who fandom was always the like fringe fandom. Like, yeah. like for a long time, that was a nerd bridge I wouldn't even cross. But here's the thing: let's know? be honest
1: let's let's just let's just let's just lay it on the line for our our listeners here who don't know that the only reason I ever watched even Ah Doctor Who. Doctors in, Who Any
0: of the Doctors Who. Any of
1: the Doctors Who is because I, I it was an agreement that I would right, watch yeah, yeah, Doctors yeah. Who if yeah. you watched Grey's Anatomy.
0: Right, yes. Yes. You know, and I and, and somehow I ended up with a really raw end of the deal in this because like basically you've just been showing me Gray's Anatomy Anyway, I'm not even really paying that much attention to Doctor Who anymore, and you're like just shoving Grey's like it's Anatomy It's Thursday down night.
1: My let's go. Let's go. He's oh actually up to date, you guys, and he knows. That yeah, I've seen going every on. episode he of has Grey's seen Anatomy. Every. It's, I'm very impressed with you. Guys.
0: I know all the characters. I know, I know all. I know all the people who died.
1: It's it's impressive. It's I can impressive spoil everybody. the whole
0: show for you. We could have a whole Grey's Anatomy podcast that we're not going to do. We so could. Oh my God! It's not going <laughs> to happen though. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, it's here's, never okay, gonna happen. Okay, but
1: Legion of Fan, please uh, Twitter us if you would like us to to um, a a a a little Grey's Anatomy Look, of the bigger Sins already, doing Grey's Anatomy. Wouldn't have, that be brilliant? To a hear little his Grey's take? Anatomy
0: of the bigger Sins doing Grey's. That doesn't <laughs> even make sense. A, a
1: podcast is what I was trying to say. No, no, no. We're not doing a no. Like a little gonna... podcast, like like a ten episode podcast no. of just us doing Grey's no. Anatomy. <gasps> How much would you guys want to hear John go ballistic about how much he hates that show? It would be brilliant. Who wants to feel brilliant? Honey, we
0: barely get we barely get ourselves motivated to do this. I know.
1: I just want to be paid to do podcasts for the rest of my life.
0: Are we getting paid to do this? (laughs) No.
1: Then how are we getting paid to do Gray's Anatomy? I just decided that if we just do podcasts forever, that somebody's going to look. We've
0: already talked about Loretta Divine on this show like three times. Oh,
1: I'm making like the little heart symbol over my heart. Okay. Okay, that's
0: fine. But like we've talked about, we talked about like Grey's Anatomy actors before. We have. We're, we're done. Okay. We're done with Grey's Anatomy. We're gonna move seriously, on. Seriously,
1: you guys, you guys, right in. Seriously.
0: Okay. So now we're gonna move on to another se- like another uh, fairly common uh, you know bit on here where I drop a drop drop some trivia bomb. Yeah,
1: trivia bombs. Because
0: yeah, like, like we haven't even
1: gotten to the, 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 the yeah the, the, notes the movies. Yet. Yeah, no, no, we we'll, we'll
0: get there. Like this is you know the part of the part where I talk about like the the tortuous path that a, a movie uh. comes to production. <laughs> And there's not, it's not that this is torturous. It's just that I like. I'm going to draw a connection to a prior movie, okay. um, a weird connection to uh, what you call it, uh, "Big Trouble in Little China." Ah, in that this movie also has a golden child connection.
1: Oh, really?
0: Originally, you know, like you know, like when they were – well, first they, they were looking for ways to like set a movie in the present day to go back, and they they kind of they like the original idea was something along the lines of they were going to like. Maybe there was a disease mm-hmm. that was like sweeping the earth and they had to go back in time to find the cure cause it was something that went extinct. You know, and they, they said like but they realized that like a Star Trek movie showing thousands upon thousands of humans actually dying of disease would probably be bad and then like and also it's kind of anticlimactic to go back and bring back like a snail darter or something, I believe is what they said, you know. So then they were they they hit upon whales, you know, as you know, being a big issue, you know. Well and, and
1: you were saying too about yeah,
0: yeah, like Leonard Nimoy like always had like, you know, he he had a lot of like Politicism in himself He had a lot of issues He cared about You know I think Like when they Like they hit upon The whale angle And I think it was like Okay this is a great thing But um, also Eddie Murphy was a huge Star Trek fan Oh. And he wanted to be In a Star Trek movie and uh, so he approached them, you know, like, you know, and, and Nimoy was like, yeah, this could work, you know. And, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, Eddie, Eddie was big at this point. Yeah. This is the, you know, this is, like, it, the movie Little's came top, out. The movie 24. started filming shortly after the Challenger disaster, so early 86. And that's, yeah. you know, that movie is dedicated, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's a beautiful dedication like, at, the at the beginning. beginning. It's, like, it, it's like, actually the princi- heartbreaking. The principal shooting apparently started just a couple of, like, very shortly, like, a couple of weeks yeah. after, after the, the, so it's early 1986 was when it came out. So, like, the pre-production is, like, 85. Eddie Murphy's like the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Eddie Murphy was top, top tier top. actor yeah. at this time. Okay. You know, like, like, you know, like, you know, he. Because he I'm just alert. gonna
1: throw this out there. Eddie Murphy was not in the movie.
0: No, he was not. But he wanted to be in this movie, and so they, you know, like, they, the original screen, and I believe the original screenplay was co-written by the Beverly Hills Cop screenwriter. Okay. And what they had Eddie Murphy playing was a professor who is upset, who believed in aliens, who worked with whales.
1: Bel- I'm sorry. Believed like a, in aliens? like believed in
0: aliens. Like he was a cra- Like everyone thought he was a crackpot, right? Because he believed in aliens and like was and a whale he and, was, with a whale, and he was a whale doctor.
1: Okay, understand that that was a little confusing. For so me
0: so basically, you know, like kind of a weird conflation of uh, the uh, of Jillian, the character from the movie. Yes, yes. You know, but well, also with like like an eccentric Eddie Murphy character, probably played for a lot of laughs. But when Eddie Murphy got the script back, he was like. No, man, I want to play an alien or a Starfleet officer. I don't want to be just a professor, you know, kind of ironic, oh, considering wow. he didn't want to play some nutty professor, <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but, you know like but you know, like basically, so he turned it down and instead said, "Well, I guess I'll go work on the Golden Child, oh, which shit. he has since said might have been a mistake. <laughs>
1: one so, one might assume
0: so um That's yeah funny, um so basically they took they 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 changed it around and i think there there was already a a whale doctor that was going to be a love interest for kirk because like this is like kirk in the you know the tv show is always making out with the green chicks you know and all that you know like he was he was always mr sexy in the tv show but in the the first 3 uh movies he doesn't have a love interest he's not you know he's not flirting he's doing you know action adventure things you know you know, it, like he's not like the 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 philandering fun boy that you know <laughs> that like he used to be. So they kind of like they kind of put her like they they had had this character, and so they basically took the elements of like the Eddie Murphy character, whatever point he had in the plot, and combined it with the love interest character into, one, makes into one into one person.
1: I thought it worked fine. Oh, no, I
0: think it, yeah, I think I yeah, and I, I I don't know if it would have been a better movie with Eddie Murphy. It might have been a funnier movie. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, I think it would have probably, he would have pulled a lot of, fo- it would, it probably would have ended up be annoying a lot of people. Cause it, like, it wouldn't have been good for Star Trek fans, cause Eddie Murphy would have been pulling, you know, pulling focus away from, you know, like when Richard Pryor was in Superman 3, you know, just pulling focus away from the real story, you know. Uh, but but it, like but people who were Eddie Murphy fans would be coming and going. Why am I watching this Star Trek shit just to see like you know like uh, you know, like a third of the movie with Eddie Murphy?
1: But I'll bring this up later too. But it it, it actually it makes more sense now that you say that. It bugged me that the that she turned out to be such a prominent important person in this movie because she was technically like a docent walking the people yeah. around. yeah, yeah, like, And then she had all this information and then they turned out to be her whales. and like, I don't know. It yeah. was like so much more that, yeah, that it, person's not going to be the person that's yeah, that, like, that, running that, that, around a group. That is
0: one of those, like, that's one of those, like, it, 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 it doesn't happen as often anymore because, you know, nowadays it's easier to do a lot, a lot of research on a subject. Yeah. You know, so you don't see it as often, but you, you still see it, like, if you're an expert in a field, you, you can watch and see the flaws. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not even an expert in the field and I know, you know, like you, like it's like I feel like Hollywood screenwriters used to not even know what other humans actually did yeah. for a living. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for like the creators of House to have like three doctors do every surgery in the right. hospital because that's just a that's just a casting thing. Right. But like you know, like yeah, you're right. No scientist is ever going to just be. Like the one walking around, introduce like they may stop for a minute and do a presentation. Yeah, you know, like hey, you know, Jillian, could you step away from your your important research to to, to talk briefly about this one topic before or, you go back,
1: or if. If, if It was a totally different group of people. Like, in, I mean, in this one, it was a, it was a whole Benetton out of like well, yeah, you know with what was, it was tourists. So yeah. right. So what I'm saying is, as opposed to tourists, if she were actually presenting to say like important business, right, man, like a donate, like Like, a donation their, their, like group, potential donors, right, that would make they would, sense. And then and if they glommed onto that group, that would have been one thing. But they it was like they split the diff. They did they. They put it in the middle and it didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, so yeah, you know, it's, so a, let's it's crack something. Up to but it just something you can easily gloss over because it's not that important. No, but, it, but
1: it, so we, I guess that we. That shit we, takes me out of it, though.
0: It does take us out, you know. And I guess I guess we can. We probably should go back and actually start talking yeah, about. The was, movie. Like I have
1: my notes so, open.
0: So this so this movie starts kind of in media rest because it, it is weirdly enough it's kind of the third part of a very loose trilogy of movies. Yeah. You know, the, the, an arc that starts with uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, uh, you know, like, and goes through. Like, the, all those movies kind of, they all sequelize from each other and they all, the events of the movies affect the next one. You know, the Genesis device is still being talked about at the beginning of this one. Yes. Kirk is still facing legal action for the what he did in the last movie. Right. You know, he's still, like, there's all this... You know, they're, they're, Which they're
1: I'll on. admit was a little bit confusing right. if you're not up on your Star Trekness. Right, and I, I was not, and I so I needed him to explain yeah. to I, me. I, a I gave you bit. the
0: you know, and, and this is the thing though, like I hadn't seen three when I first saw four. I I, I, I had seen Wrath of Khan, you know, so. But
1: you had you. Okay. But I knew the and characters. baselines that. Yeah. that I didn't have. So yeah,
0: I, I gave you kind of like yeah, like I mean they, I, it, it is a movie, but like I'm gonna say this right now, ninety eight percent of people who are going in the theater in 1986 to see Star Trek IV are going to be... Well, of course. And that's know, and
1: that's the point. So, But all I'm with. saying is that walking into the middle of the franchise and not knowing, except the basics. Like, I knew who the basic people were. The basic crew. Right, yeah. I mean, it's kind of well, hard Well, you saw like... the J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah, but even well, without even, that... And you
0: saw the Futurama episode that they were in. There you go. So, that, so that you know that about Welshy and... Uh... Yeah. Welshy. Don't you remember that was the joke? Oh, James yeah, Duhan was... Yeah, James yeah, Duhan yeah, was, yeah. I don't think, was... I think he had died before, yeah. like this. So, you know, like they were making a joke that he wasn't around for contractual reasons. Right. And so Like, like in the it's like centuries before he had been replaced by you know by so another So instead actor of Scotty, it was it Wall Street. Yes.
1: So, so let's back up. So, um, I think it was very. It already put it in a in a position with opening the movie and having the Challenger dedication, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like those of us who were kids in the '80s, and that was a really yeah, that big was deal. a big that like, was, that was, that was our, a really big. Deal. I mean, that was
0: I mean. That I, I was about to say that was our 9/11, but I think that's a little crass. That's a little crass. But that was our Kennedy. Yeah, that was our Kennedy. That was our. Oh my God! Like we, like we all know where we were. Yes. We all know, you know, like we, like, like everyone. I, I remember that day very clearly. Me too. You know, and especially if you're a little kid, because like basically, I mean, I didn't actually see it. A lot of people no, saw it. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You know, we it,
1: turned it on right after it happened. Yeah, we
0: turned. Well, we turned on. We turned on the TV. I think well, there was rumors going around for a while before, like like it, like it. I think we were either at lunch when it happened, or it happened just before we were at lunch. Yeah. Like I think we had recessed.
1: You're an hour. You were an hour ahead of us.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, if I recall correctly, like like I remember being in the cafeteria and people were talking about the, the shuttle blew up, and the first news that I'd heard was it blew up on the launch pad.
1: That's what I heard too.
0: You know. And like, and a
1: la Apollo.
0: Yeah. And, 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 um, if I recall correctly, I think the very first thing I had heard was that people hadn't gotten on yet. So it wasn't, and then it was like, no, no, they got on and it blew up. And then it was, no, it got in the air and it blew up. Yeah. And then eventually we all got together and there was like a school discussion. Like our, we had, our school was in pods and our whole pod got together. Like all the pods got together. And we all ended up going into like it was actually all in out my home room because I guess we were in the we were the yeah. middle class in the pod so we, but like all of us were like crammed in this room and they backed in like the the old TV you know like on the on the cart yeah. to like yeah. show like the, we had the that live too. It, by the way I I don't think I ever told you this or or if I did I don't think I said it on the podcast it, you know how I knew my TV was a piece of crap when I was a kid it was the exact same model used in our school <laughs> literally it was the same model of TV. But it's like so, like they wheeled this TV in, and we watched it, you know, and it was a, a big like, oh my god moment, you yeah. know, and like so, a lot of us were crying. I didn't cry because I think I was more just amazed, and, yeah. And also, like I, I remember just, I think maybe I was like so, like, like chilled by the like the, the shape of that explosion. I think the shape of the Challenger cloud yeah, yeah, yeah. is like something that's burned into our retinas as as a generation. Yeah, like I think you can describe the shape of that cloud the same way, you know. I don't know like I mean I guess the tower's going down again is is something but like but it's like but like but not like again like obviously not on that scale but it was it was like a moment like where we like up until that point like we were too young to remember the you know the the Gus Grissom accident you know I I know there were other people but he's the one I remember because he was in the right stuff yeah Uh, you know but like we were too young to remember that obviously so for all of our childhood, space travel had been basically you get in this cool, it's space, high in the sky. It, it was this cool, like basically rocket plane that like would shoot up into space and then fly home and land normally. We'd already been to the moon. We knew how we knew how to do space travel, so it was like a oh my god, and we we, we knew how to do it so well. We were letting, th- letting a teacher go up.
1: That was about what I was about to say. That's what I was saying. Like that so, that was the thing. The that big was the one deal. That was the
0: thing. It was like we were all like kids were all watching it because she was going to come up and she was going to teach classes from space. <sighs> So, it's like, gonna
1: make me cry. I know. I know. I know so yeah. Like, can we? we okay,
0: gotta well, Move on. We'll get back to we'll we'll get back to whale torture later. Yeah, you know? okay. but, um,
1: so so then um okay so it's a Nimoy film fine but the music that they used
0: that's actually what's funny is uh, that was the guy who did the music for this movie and I I, I can't remember his name but he was actually uh he you know, he'd done other a lot of other movies did he
1: do Jim cotta' because I swear that was the music that I was hearing in my <laughs> no, brain I was no, like I'm I swear uh, I feel like I'm watching Jim cotta and I mean, and I think you said it too that it's like. The '80s were the last time you could have just a still picture. Yeah, that's what I was
0: saying. The whole, I was going to say that. But yeah. After that, after the dedication, it goes up into an, oh, like, and it's not even. It's a painting, obviously. It's yeah, a spa- yeah, yeah. It's a painting of like a nebula looking thing in space, and yeah, like I, I don't think I don't think after the '80s you ever really saw movies that did that where it's just here's the credits.
1: Yeah, we're just watching. You know? it's you like, a it's kind of like shades of credits. if you
0: remember the original Superman movie. You just heard the Superman theme, and the and like the credits flew in.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And that's
0: all they did. Yes. For like five minutes. Yeah. Like it's just this long credit sequence where nothing. You don't do that in movies anymore. No. Like one of two things: you either have like an animated thing going on, yeah, or you run the credits while things are happening in the movie itself. Right. You know, you don't really see like like nothing on the screen, like right. literally nothing. It wasn't even like here's one picture. Wait five, like wait, wait fifteen seconds. Here's another picture. No, it, it was, was straight up. Nothing it was else just was this, going like on. Yeah. this. it looked like this really low rent Roger Dean album cover. You know, like you, like it's something from like like later period. Yes, when they weren't even bothering. You know.
1: So the next thing that 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 went on, in my opinion, and this is kind of funny because okay, now you have to understand. You don't even have to go into explaining the story. It doesn't matter because from my perspective, and I think I. I'm a fun representation of, of a group of people that... You always m- think
0: you're fun, don't you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who don't know the, the Trek. So take it from that side the of The Trek. The Trek.
0: I'm surprised you didn't use air quotes when you actually said that. The Trek.
1: Okay. So uh, imagine it coming from my perspective, because I think it's interesting to see it, as opposed to being like, well, if you saw this movie, then you know what happens before. Forget forget all that. Here's my take on it. Um, there, We then see the Klingons and... Uh, Spock's papa, right? Yeah. Okay. So his name is Sarek. Yeah. Okay. Sarek. So they're having a whole conversation, whatever. But here's what I'm noticing they're very booming and talking, very Shakespearean. Which is weird. But wait, because- let me finish. And it, you can tell there's enough of an echo that they're using. They're absolutely oh, yeah. using all of their good theater stage voices oh, yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Obviously on a sound stage, well, So yeah. there's this beautiful moment as an actor that I'm sitting there watching this and I'm going, they would be brilliant at Stratford and I really want to see what they're going to do next. Well, you know, it was just lovely. Well, you know,
0: I, I, I will say um, one of the things that's amazing is it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, one of the things that is it's kind of funny though is, uh, you know, the, the Klingon prosecutor or accuser, the diplomat accusing mm-hmm. them, you know, he was played by John Shuck mm-hmm. who... You know he's he's one of those guy one of those that guys but he's his main claim to fame you know probably is the you know, he played uh, the dentist in Mash mm. the original Mash motion picture mm. painless ball I believe or painless P- whatever painless whatever you know the one who the one who uh, commits suicide in quotes and they actually play the song suicide is painless the Mash theme about when they do the fake suicide where they give him the pill that he yeah. thinks is going to kill him but it's like they it actually is just they go through the whole thing and it turns out to be a fake and he's you know, like you know like but like. He's also if the football game in that he he is the first person to say fuck in a Hollywood movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Shuck. Okay. But like like but it's so funny because John Shuck is already kind of a ghoulish looking
1: man. He like a- Hull, big he's hulking a big guy. yeah he's a
0: big hulking guy with kind of a low like his jaw's kind of underslung
1: yeah
0: you know he's got kind of jowly like and whole, like, like, like and like a heavy brow Ridge wait, he doesn't he really I... need the Klingon makeup is what I'm saying yeah, but
1: isn't he the one that like is supposed to have sex with a girl in mash and like yeah like, she's thing got a big, huge he's wh- got a huge boner and the whole like
0: yeah yeah it's like he he can't like, he's got the he, he he couldn't get it up anymore and that's why he was gonna kill himself
1: oh right
0: because he had the enormous like he was the one they all snuck in the shower to see how big his dick was right yeah that was John Shaw. he's
1: enormous yeah, I mean, I I didn't actually see his penis, but the no. rest of him is a big no. Man. The only the
0: only naked person you actually see in Mash, I believe, is Sally Kellerman. Yeah, very hot
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah, hot lips, right? Yeah, very interesting. That okay, yeah. now all makes sense. It all comes together.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure what comes together, but I'm gonna no go with that it.
1: that was the that that was the prosecutor. Now yeah, that I'm, was John. I, yeah, now I can go back yeah. and I can oh. Well, yeah. the Star Trek has a
0: long history of putting like people in Klingon outfits. You know, like like. Like, act, like in Klingon, where you're like, really in the movies, you know, like because uh, yeah. in Star Trek three, the villain was Christopher Lloyd in a Klingon
1: album Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
0: uh, I'm sorry you didn't get to see that, and I can't okay. remember. I can't remember what what Stentorian terrible, Shakespeare though. actor was in Star Trek six. But he, he did, uh, there was a, God, I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, don't even I, look it up. No, I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta look it up just because I, like, then you quote next... Shakespeare throughout, but he says Shakespeare is best in the original Klingon. Right. Um, so,
1: But what I love, too, is that as we move on from there and we you know move on from the, inf- the exposition part of this movie, um, we have a little, we have like the only narration that actually happens in the movie in the very beginning. Um, Shatner's narration is the first time you hear him speak. And Christopher then, Plummer. Oh, Plummer, sure. Plummer was, uh,
0: pl- was the claimant. But ones.
1: then yeah. we, we get to see Shatner. <laughs> Shatner in his pajamas. Oh I mean, my God, like he is rocking. Like, he is just in he his. He is rocking. I'm surprised those that is not pajamas- Ballure. I feel okay. like he
0: demanded I, oh, I'm going to do this movie, but you're going to pay me $2 million. And I i Am going to be in my pajamas. I mean, for reals, and
1: in maroon pajamas. Well, I will and sabotage th- this movie. And here's yeah. And here's the thing. I, all I could think of because his hair's a little curly. is I kept going, oh my god, is Mike Brady? Well, it's Mike Brady.
0: Well, his his hair. The, the hair he purchased. The hair he purchased. Pretty- yeah, I always found it really funny that he like, was Mike he, Brady. Is he? He. Sw- I always find really this was something that as a kid really confused me. Yeah. I mean, I knew Shatner had a tube. In the '80s, yeah. because I, I read Mad Magazine and they made fun of him about it all the time, yeah, like. But what really threw me is you know, my first appearance, my first exposure to Shatner, because of my age group, was yeah. TJ Hooker.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, my mom watched TJ Hooker. Of course, she did. My mom watched all. My mom watched Magnum PI, Simon and Simon, TJ Hooker. She watched all the yeah. all the T, the CBS cop shows, basically. Yep. You know, um, but basically, like. I grew up with Shatner, you know, and the next thing I saw him, in was probably Airplane 2, the Mm -hmm. sequel, you know, know, and then I saw him in the Star Trek movies, and then I saw Star Trek TV. So, when I saw Kirk in the 60s, and suddenly he had basically wavy, blondish hair, it threw me for a loop, because I knew a permed, brown-haired Shatner growing up. And I was like, wait, what? What? You know, like, like, I mean, I knew it was a toupee, but I'm like, why didn't he have the same toupee? Right, right. Why didn't, why did his hair change from 19, like 1969 to 1978? Like, he just decided, no, I am done with what the, the way my hair looks in this. I am, no, no, from now on, I have a perm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it, it was one of the most, it was one of the most jarring, like, moments for me. Like as a kid, like seeing young Kirk and going, that's not how people age. Right. Is my hair gonna suddenly become really curly and yellow
1: <laughs> or something when I get older? That's actually really funny. Hey, I have no idea what what this says. Can you read my horrible writing?
0: Uh coup setting thermidors?
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Coup setting thermidors, yes. It, it, well, there was a coup, you know. Coup
1: that, getting
0: it was quite a coup getting oh. thermidors.
1: Oh, quite a coup getting somebody. There wasn't a,
0: th- a coup in, in in Thermidor in the French Revolution, I believe. Um if that's what you're talking about, is Tim words? Meadows. Tim Meadows, yeah. But that oh, He Tim doesn't Meadows even look moment. like Tim Meadows. <laughs>
1: okay, can we just stop? Talk? Talking,
0: she's talking about character actor Brock Peters, right. who I think okay. looks like a looks like Phil Lamar right, but this a is, little bit, this but was does not first, look like Tim this Meadows. It was the at first all.
1: moment that he came on the screen and it, he was a little all bit. All black
0: of, character actors look alike, oh right? Oh my all all God, in, God I,
1: I can't believe you did that. Okay, don't kick this. In shadow. He was a little bit in shadow, like the lighting. Like Tim
0: Meadows is okay we are we are moving
1: on we are I'm moving on
0: i'm dying of consumption explain
1: so um john has bronchitis so that's the explanation moving on from there no i was saying
0: explain your thing while oh, I cough oh.
1: myself. <laughs> like, this is the thing to explain we don't have a cough mic we don't have a cough mic so um yeah so the next thing that i wrote down and i think this is like it's so funny to me because again if you're a star trek fan you know this and it's not it's not surprising to you so my my revelation on this was like him going john was like yeah and but for me it was a big deal because even though yes i saw the reboot and i probably figured it out then it, there was more going on and it was actually a hell of a lot more interesting of a movie because they actually know how to make a movie um you know in this day and age that's more compelling Sorry, but it's true. JJ did a good job. So, so go. I, I
0: agree. I think the JJ Abrams Star Trek movie, like a lot of Star Trek fans, are divided deeply yeah, whatever, on that. They can but suck a dick. I think for a non-fan, yes, it is the easiest way to watch. Star it was. Trek it
1: was great. Because, but, it's but not, I also, it's an
0: action fun movie. You the know. thing
1: about this movie, and I'm sure this happens on the TV show and maybe the other movies, is that when they're introducing the characters, they're doing it in such a way that they're they're all together as a crew, and so you get. Um, what I lovingly referred to as the Benetton ad for accents because you hear them all and see them all as one like it happens boom 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 like they're all together really quickly and they have their little like um, yes or you know whatever it is and and it's you, you hear them all at you mean, once you
0: mean yes like, yes. yes captain
1: You're a very, you do a very good job of that Mr. Sulu, I,
0: I you know my my Sulu predates uh, his. Uh, oh
1: my! Yeah, Whatever. predates
0: the oh my. My my Sulu always was like kind of like uh, Carlin used to talk about how he 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 did his uh, his uh, George uh, George his Ed Sullivan like he didn't do the really big shoe. Yeah. Like he 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 his uh, cued off like the John Biner style, which is like today. You know, like yeah. that's how, like I always cued my Sulu off of off of uh, yes, Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warp six. Yes, yes. Warp seven. So warp eight.
1: Yeah, that was intense too. You know. Yeah. Um, I also said that Bones to me looked like a weird Chris Cooper.
0: Yeah, I think he is kind of a weird Chris Cooper, though. He's basically. I mean, Chris Cooper's. Oh weird. my god! Can you imagine? Can you imagine a redoing of American Beauty with the Star Trek cast, where where Bones is the Chris Cooper character, and you know? <laughs> that is
1: effed up. <laughs> That's
0: what so um, oh you know while we while we're talking about McCoy yes. let's move on to this like really quick can we take it aside we to can. go over a little bit of the of of some of the outfits cuz basically these guys the cast basically wears the same outfit throughout because they're they start in one place they get interrupted in the middle and then they're on a mission you know, and yeah. they, and some of them are just in their Starfleet uniforms, like the ones, those red outfits with the white yeah. tur- rib turtleneck thing. I the think they have at the that's end. That's yeah, the, yeah. Those yeah, all of them have at the end, but Uhuru has it throughout, and a couple, of, and Scotty kind of. No, well, Scotty doesn't. No, he's he's, he's wearing. Good. No, his no, I, yeah, I got a different. Yeah, yeah I'll get into that. But um, but like some of them are in kind of their uniforms. You know, Uhuru is really the one who goes out in her uniform. Yeah. I think one other of them is in the Sulu. Maybe no, not Sulu, but one of them. But it doesn't matter. The point being. When you st- when this movie starts, not only is Kirk straight up wearing, his... I'm surprised it was not velour. I he's really he's wearing
1: am. maroon velour. Yeah, it's not velour, pajamas. but it looks
0: they look they look like PJs. Like he's it, in like pajamas. But meanwhile, Spock is wearing the most baller bathrobe when you first see him. It's quilt it is a it's terry cloth he is wearing terry cloth and it's a quilted and, the and he has a hood quilted. and has like this crisscross pattern he ends up taking part of that off so he's just in like the lower robe for yeah, the rest the lower of the movie robe. but like when he starts he looks like the ballerous monk on a spa vacation you've ever seen <laughs>
1: Yeah, I want to go to that. I want to go to what is it? Spock Spa.
0: (laughs) But and then then you, Scotty, and then you got Scotty who is dressed like a fat, slovenly Han Solo. Yes. Like, like it's like you know, it's like they saw, like it's like they saw Han Solo said, "Well, that's cool. That's a cool look. Yeah. Let's throw it on the fattest member of the cast. Yeah." Like well, James Doohan a... got fatter and fatter as the Star Trek movies I went heard on. that like by, by the end he was basically kind of just an oval <laughs> you know but
1: well well my 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 so um
0: I, I know... and wait wait but oh, uh, and, and the final thing in a McCoy I like I've been making fun a little bit of some of these outfits, but McCoy's outfit is kind of bad it is badass. I love the way McCoy is dressed yeah, dress McCoy's up. always been my favorite Star Trek character by the way. Because he's kind I, of the rebel because well he's ira- well, he's actually kind of conservative really when you get down to it he doesn't like change. he doesn't like but it, he's just irascible and irritable and old-fashioned and hate like he you know he he he, he hates like procedures yeah you know, like he's just I, I love him and he's kind of a kind of a secret drug. You know, they don't have alcohol, by the right. way. In it, Like, usually, they have synthetic alcohol, which ah. is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> so, but,
1: um, long story short, I mean, because seriously, we could go through a lot yeah. of this, but um, a probe shows up. Yeah, it's like a
0: giant space cigar with a cracked disco ball hanging from the front. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, like an anglerfish. It's very... It just comes popular. flying through space. And it
1: basically, like, it knocks it out... A, it, yeah. it starts it, causing lots of issues it with electromagnetic And it
0: makes these, these noises sound like... Ah!
1: Yeah, it's it's really creepy and they don't know what it is and finally spock is brilliant and he figures out oh it's trying to talk to whales well at this
0: point though before that happens they like things have shut down on earth yeah there's it's ionizing the earth's oceans the water's evaporating all power uh, like anywhere near it is off and they can't figure out like but Spock is looking and saying, it's not trying to hurt.
1: Right. It's just... It's sending a it's message that talk. we don't understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't Which really is kind of... A, it's like, not hostile. One, it's
0: just, and, and one of the reasons... Uh, one of the uh, goals, I think, of this movie, and I, I actually kind of like it about it, is unlike 2 and 3, Um, uh, one didn't really have it either... One one was a little different. One had a, a computer uh, entity that it, they were dealing with. There is no real villain in this.
1: Right. I like was it's say not that. like this movie
0: doesn't have like an arch nemesis, it doesn't have a con. It's
1: a misunderstood threat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and which is a, which is a very Star Trek story, I yeah. think. Like, star, like it's 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 that like it's a culture shock problem. You know, it's not a it's not yeah. a problem of a megalomaniac, you yes. know. It's you know, it's it's something where it's a disaster that could destroy all life on earth that's based on a total misunderstanding
1: communication and and,
0: miscommunication. Yeah, yeah agree. between between three distinct sentient species.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so creepy the way that they the way that they make it happen. They essentially have this probe and it shoots light into the sea, and it's this is how I described it. It was Moses Moses's light parts of the sea, and it's literally what it looks like is yeah. happening.
0: Yeah, and it's you know and, and 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 it's interesting because it's one of those things where you know like they this is by the way I think the first time in Star Trek that you actually see Earth. Like for real Earth, mm. like on location Earth, not like a set Earth. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, like it, like like it's not a soundstage Earth, and it's the Earth of the Federation. Like I know they went back to Earth in one of the in the City on the Edge of Forever, uh, very highly regarded episode. But that's done in yeah. sound stages, and it's also t- and they're also going back in time to like the nineteen. 19- 30s. Right. You know, it's not going back to, it's not the pre, but it, this is the quote-unquote present yeah, day. Yeah, the that, future
1: going back to the present. Like,
0: but it's the future, but at this time, it's, like it's the future in the future, so you see this San Francisco in the future that yeah. still has the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, yes, yes. Which I find highly unlikely yes. that the Golden Gate Bridge will be around in a few hundred years. I feel like it'll, I mean, they may restore it and make it a landmark, but, you know, like, I feel like that's something that eventually is going to become an eyesore, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're at that level. But, um, so they, they Anyway, the, the, the crew is actually coming back to face their court-martial. Yes. For disobeying orders.
1: But they're, then they're told not to go anywhere near Earth because and of rebellion. all the... Yeah.
0: yeah, and they're told not to... They, they get the distress signal sent out by the right. Earth president who looks kind of like a bald Santa. Yes. Um, you know, and... Um,
1: and they're not supposed and to... And they analyze
0: the sound. They're like, what's right. going on? They an, and Spock analyzes the sound. And Spock, by the way, at this point, Spock had died at the end of, uh, of uh, Wrath of Khan... Uh, spoiler for a thirty four year old movie and then he came back uh in uh in the search for Spock uh spoiler alert for a thirty two year old movie Whatever. <laughs> you know but um but he had not fully he wasn't fully recovered yeah like
1: he he didn't remember he was, like he his, didn't really his person like, pers-
0: like not that Spock his personality wasn't fundamentally different but like a lot of the familiarity that he had grown up and like like evolved into with you know with Kirk and the rest of the crew like was gone you know he's very very ultra Vulcan he's very cold very removed you know like you see a scene in the beginning where he's doing like taking a test and he's going through and answering like all these questions at high speed you know math questions history questions philosophy questions whatever and then the the computer asks how do you feel you know and he's like I do not understand the question you know, and his mother shows up, his human mother. And it's like, Spock, you're half human. Right. You have feelings. You know, and he's like, mother, I, you know, don't, whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, it's like you, know, like. you know, like, you know, like, he's only, like, he's he's really, like, he's very cold and distant and emotionless. You know, he's, he, you know, he's, he doesn't understand why they saved him. Right. You know, he, you know, like. The, he doesn't
1: understand, like, saving one bird, for the, because, yeah, the, you know.
0: The, yeah, so he's, so basically he's, you know, he, he's. Very utilitarian and, and very remote. Yes. You know, and so so they so anyway. So he so but he figures out he that figures he figures out, out right? that, that, that it figures out that this this noise is whale song. You know, once they once they you know once they adjust the you know the frequency to actually yeah. make it sound like it's underwater, he he figures out it's whale song. He fi- the whales have gone extinct in the 21st century. Wham, heavy handed. You know, and I, in the 80s, I feel like whaling was a lot bigger issue for environmentalists like we have so many fish right. to fry now but like whaling was, was um, very big the save the whales movement was a very big thing because you know like and there still are yeah. whaling people nations that go on now you know but like i think the the global moratorium on whaling was still fairly new you know there's you know and like there you know like it was a, there were a lot of of con- there you know like there's a lot of people very vehemently protesting that was Greenpeace's first big like claim to fame, you know, they you know their Rainbow Warrior would get in between whaling ships and whales, yeah, you know things like that. Um,
1: so they they essentially figure that out, and they in about I want to say literally about two minutes they come up with the scheme that they have to go back in time and they have to find whales specifically humpback whales, humpback whales, and bring them back to talk to this non threatening probe that's actually trying to communicate with them. But right. because they don't have any because, because they've been because extinct. basically whales if, have
0: been around ten million years longer than humans, you know, they, they this the probe domin- was trying they, to... this probe knew whales as the dominant species on Earth. Right. And like- so
1: so the whole now now we have now we have a mission. And now we have a plot. And the plot is they have to go back in time. They have to time travel, which we know, according yeah. to you, they don't do very often in Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, it's not,
0: it's not a big, it's not a, time travel, like, I think it's come become more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Matter. I doesn't matter. don't watch enough Trek to know. But, like, time travel is always, like, a big, because I think time travel opens up a huge fucking can of worms. It's yeah. a very, de- like, I mean, look, the whole premise of the Back to the Future movies is how many mistakes can you make. Yeah. Like, they don't really worry about repercussions of time travel in this movie at all. Right. Not None. At all. They don't there's even no, talk about it. there's no like Kirk could accidentally become his own They pre-ampada. say one
1: thing about it. They say one thing about it. Well, and that's when the that's when Scotty's talking to the plexiglass dude and teaches him how to make uh, yeah, see-through aluminum. Yeah. It's like how do you know
0: he didn't invent it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a And well, and actually I think Kirk I think Kirk may have said something also along those lines like it or like I think I, I think the premise of this movie is the premise that t- in time travel that if you go back in time, you'd already gone back there. Yeah, you know, like it, it had to have already happened. Like right. there's only one linear time, so that must have already happened.
1: So right, you know,
0: and so it it, it is, uh, you know, like that's got to be it because they it do, they don't get into the paradoxes, they don't get into no. the, you know, they don't they don't go, they don't get into any like any any of the oh this is gonna really f things up, right? You know, so
1: so as they go, um, they have to go through to warp, uh, like warp speed nine point whatever right. the hell it is. They have to
0: slingshot around the sun. Yeah, they, it's you know, it's 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 so, techno babble to here's get, like, your, my yeah, your, your, it's a, long
1: story short they have to warp it to hell so as they're warping to hell my favorite my absolutely favorite sequence of this entire movie happens
0: you're talking about when the faces pop up
1: this is what I, I like to call the Mount Rushmore time warp <laughs> 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 because that is literally what it felt like we were seeing like Greek oh, gods.
0: scoring seven years ago. I mean
1: and then they like morphed into well, Greek gods. Lincoln actually was
0: already in Star Trek though. So.
1: I mean it was like the most bizarre. Yeah
0: and I, I, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure that was CGI and in 1986 CGI that probably cost so much So much, much money. money. For that look, I mean, it, it, but it felt like a really low rent two thousand and one effect mixed in with CGI, and
1: not important.
0: Well, yeah, I think it was just it, you know, like it's like that whole we're traveling through time, we gotta have weird shit happen,
1: right? I kind of feel like Nimoy was like, yes, yes, this is great. Like, Actually,
0: I, I, I get the feeling, probably judging by like the way Nimoy worked, like mostly probably worked with actors. I get the feeling he was like, yeah, that's good, go with it. And yeah, I'll tell that's you true. why. I'll tell you why. Are you to tell the punk story? Yeah, there. yeah, like, yeah. You know, when I say I'll tell you why, that means I don't want to say it now because I'm, I'm building up. Why I said You'll tell suspense. it later. Yeah, but you use the words. Oh, about sorry. What it was. Oh my. It's God. about the punk song. Fine. You already heard that.
1: <laughs> okay. Fine. Anyway, they get there and um and they decide they realize that you know the 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 people of the '80s have never seen aliens and so they. Uh,
0: but but for, but but he needs to take Spock around because I guess.
1: Spock is the one that would be able to
0: figure stuff out who I guess. the hell knows think, so it
1: has to they split up because they also realize that they're running out of power yeah because
0: they're using this Klingon ship they're still on again it was never mentioned they're, the Enterprise blew up at the end of 3 the original one and they're on a a hijacked and you know stolen Klingon vessel that they've, they've which apparently has named like speci- the bounty right. you know, which apparently
1: the, is very special in that I guess Klingon ships
0: case. Klingon ships have a cloaking device cloaking device I think Romulans do too but the Federation does not have cloaking devices right so so like they actually need that for the plot cuz the the enterprise would not be able to be invisible yeah, the way okay. that it's the way for that, later. the way that um the way that the uh, klingon the the uh, they i believe they're called I think they're called bird of prey I feel like it's klingon bird of prey and romulan warbird but I don't know cuz I'm not a trek You
1: know guy. I bet somebody will tweet you about that
0: I'm it. sure some I actually know a few listeners that are probably already coming up with the I have a factual feeling that mistakes I've made I was
1: just about to say I bet we have like a few fan, a few fan, that are, are like, Blood is boiling because I'm so like let's just move on and keep stop talking about this and and you're like well let me delve del further and I'm like oh and I'm like looking at my watch because it's like we're talking. It's funny Star Trek. And, and what's
0: funny is I don't give that much of a damn. You, <laughs> like, you
1: care more than me.
0: Well, I, I'm just trying to be, get the accuracy. That's yeah. Well, nobody
1: gives a damn about the accuracy. Let's talk about the funny shit. So, right. <laughs> so they basically, so they essentially talk Spock into not looking like an alien. Well, I didn't really
0: talk it. Into it. I think he went, oh yeah, and just oh, yeah. rips off a he headband. He
1: rips off a piece of his. His, 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 his quilted robe and makes a headband, and by the way, he
0: rips it off beautifully. I don't know how gorgeous. he did that.
1: And then, and it, well, it was velcroed in.
0: I know. I'm just saying. I, I don't know I, why. I, I, I know. I, and and this joke. is this
1: is literally what I wrote it because as he puts it around his head like a headband, I wrote, "Oh, it's Rocky Spocky." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should have. You should have been proud of that. <laughs> I
1: was very proud of it. Actually, I, I, what I said was,
0: "Man, it's a damn good thing they came back to 1986
1: as opposed
0: to any other time on Earth when a dude in a headband would have." Gotten some stairs. It's true. Like is there any other time on Earth no, other than the mid eighties that you that could actually that a that a grown man could walk around in a headband without people going, What the hell is wrong with that guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yep, yep. So, um and what did I write here? Oh, when they finally uh, bring the ship and they have to they, they end up um Going, they cloak it and it's invisible. They show up at this park in the middle of the night, and the garbage and men are there. Always,
0: there's always two working class Joes somewhere when these kind but of these stuff two happens.
1: dudes were my one of my favorite things about the movie. They were hilarious. They're like talking, like she wanted me to buy a
0: toaster she for me to buy sixty dollars, but they were really funny and they were totally believable. And, 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 and they they and they had that generic big city accent that. No one in San Francisco, I think, born there has an accent that's remotely that's like it was like a weird mix of like Chicago and New York and had that same sort of, you know it was like a generic tough guy. Yeah, you know, kind of voice. But they,
1: I loved them because I totally believed that they absolutely were freaked out by the fact that well, like
0: I would I would hope you believe that. that, that you know. Well, these
1: guys with under fives, I really I gotta give them a lot of credit. They did a really good job with their little parts.
0: Under five. So well, that was the most condescending thing I've ever heard from someone who would kill for an under five.
1: It wasn't trying to be a what, wait, is an under
0: five like a uh, under five minutes? No, it's under five, under five, five lines minutes. Under five lines, that makes much more sense. Under five minutes would be a lot of major roles. I mean Judy Dinge won an Oscar for basically. Under five that much. Yes, yeah.
1: So but I loved those. Um also, what did I write here? The brass 80s music Aliens in San Francisco sequence. Oh, when oh, yeah, they do the, their oh, little oh, montage. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
0: the fish out of water scene that you yeah. have to have in every movie where yes. it's like, oh, look at the craziness. And you get to hear uh, some of, yeah, basically the culture shock lines are the ones that everyone remembers from this yes. movie. When you get down to it, you get Kirk saying, and a double dumbass to you.
1: Yeah. So so <laughs> and, they have to split up, essentially. Yeah, so, s- it's, so it's Sulu. Uh, Sulu.
0: Uhura, not Uhura, Sulu, Scotty, Scotty and, and... and McCoy Bones yeah. are they have to get new they have to get something to build the tank to hold the whales. Right. And they don't have transparent aluminum, so they're going to have to get plexiglass. Right. You know, um and uh, then um, check Chek, and... and because because I, we never got around to this because you got you went off on that tangent about how boring the Star Trek stuff yeah, is. It really I never is. I never got to explain that Scotty complained that this Klingon ship, they're these Klingon crystals, the dilithium crystals that run a warp drive. Oh the my God, I'm already the Klingon the Klingon crystals have burned out so they need a they need a, a bunch of power to run to actually run the ship, you know, and the, and they, they 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 realize the only source of power, you know, otherwise they're going to be trapped there. Yeah. The only source of power that they have in this, you know, in this day and age would be the primitive Earth was in the middle of its dangerous flirtation with nuclear fission, before mm. the fusion reactors became a uh, mm. standard, so uh, they have
1: to go get, get.
0: So they have to go. They they, they have to find nuclear vessels. Nuclear you know, they're near. They're near vessels. a navy base, yes. and they're in the biggest, the most common source. So of they nuclear have to go basically was,
1: borrow some power.
0: They have to go. They basically they have to do the equivalent of like sneaking in, putting a hose in a gas tank, slicing it out. off. You know. Yeah. The, like, you know, they they're basically siphoning gas off of a off of a off of a uh, a naval ship. Yeah. Is that what they need to do. So so they so they send Chekhov and Uhuru to the naval base. So this is where we get Chekhov's checkoff.
1: Check Chekhov. Chekov.
0: You know, uh, we, we know it's coming. It's Chekhov's Chekhov.
1: Yeah. So you know? they uh, so that happens and then uh, and, and then, then uh, uh, Kirk, and, Kirk Spock and Spock need to
0: find they, they detect humpback whale the presence of humpback whale song or something, but it's like in the city. Yeah, they're, and they're aware. like they're like, why are there whales in the city? That's yeah. that's, so they're going off to find the whales, and then that's where that's where they all split up, and it, you get a lot of, as as you said, yeah, you blend,
1: yeah, you blend, yeah, I was totally pulling up. <laughs> another, no, it was a '90s movie, '90s movie, uh, yeah, yeah, it was '90s, 90,
0: that's a very '90s um, movie
1: with uh, with um, my cousin Vinny, my cousin Vinny,
0: because um, yeah, remember Marisa Tomei won the Oscar, yes, and Jack for
1: saying you blend.
0: Yeah, and Jack Palance did one-handed push-ups. Yes, didn't
1: I, Who was it that if some they. There was like a there was a whole controversy about Jack that. Palance
0: was the one who read the award and they and like they thought that because Marissa Tomei won on that like goofy role that he must have made a mistake yeah. and said the wrong name
1: yeah which doesn't make any sense
0: yeah I, yeah it's the a, envelope
1: has it's one fair, name in it it's
0: fairly condescending
1: it is very condescending to Marissa
0: Tomei who's actually a pretty good actress She's admittedly a very... admittedly it was a, it was a comedy but she performed thought, fine in that
1: I thought you were saying it was condescending to Jack Palance because he's old.
0: No, no, no. He was old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Um,
0: you know, if he was still alive, he'd kill me.
1: He would. Ch- Chod, he, because he could crap better, I bigger than you. I hear you're
0: mocking me on a, a podcast. Yeah. What the hell is this crap?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he craps bigger than you.
0: Yeah crap's bigger than this crap cast so (laughs) so anyway we we basically we end up with like whatever like we can montage montage this out so Kirk Kirk and Spock end up getting on a bus to Sausalito um where um you know there's comedy ensues whenever uh while while Nimoy is figuring out based on the range and data and every and, and and trajectory where the whales would be Kirk goes, I believe you'd find them here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he and it, Because says, he sees the ad on the bus and they get kicked off the bus for not having exact change and they get on another bus and then you get to, you know, the scene I always think about when I see this movie which is the the song I Hate You by The Edge of Etiquette being played by a punk rocker with a boombox. You know, and then of course, uh, you know, uh, Kirk asks him to turn it down and, uh, and uh, the punk flips him off and then, and then uh, Spot gives the Vulcan neck grip on him and knocks him out. And, his, and when he passes out, he knocks off the radio, and the whole place cheers. And go ahead, tell you this, a little tribute. This is my. This is okay, my. Okay, I'm going to let I you tell this, this, bit, this I, tribute. I, why I well, put for, this away. Well, first and foremost, you know, people may know I I, I I was a was an am quite a fan of the old, of the punk rock.
1: The punk rock.
0: And I I love the story of the of the Edge of Etiquette because they are a band that doesn't exist you know kind of like the band that played the theme at the end of Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> but The Edge of Etiquette is basically uh, one of the uh, shows uh, I, I think he's a producer or something um, but uh, Kirk Thatcher is his name kind of a perfect name in all honesty uh, given uh, given the subject matter of this movie and the enemy of all punk in the 80s Margaret Thatcher but um, but uh, basically um, you know like First of all, Kirk, Kirk, he's apparently a fan of punk music and he wanted to be like, he wanted to play the the, the punk on the bus so bad that he like, he went to Nimoy and said like, you got to let me do this. You got to let me do this. I will give myself a, a mohawk. I will, I will dye my hair orange. I will, I will look like, I will look the part. You got to let me play the punk on the bus. You know, and Thatcher apparently also came up with some of the gags. Like it was his idea to have the, the, him passing out and the, uh the uh the radio go off with his nice. head and he also is responsible later for the classic scotty gag with the computer uh, apparently but um so he come but like he like nimoy basically said i'll think about it ask me in a couple of weeks don't bug me about it i'll i'll let you know and like two weeks later like he, he didn't like nimoy out of nowhere said yeah okay and he's mm-hmm. like what and he's like yeah you can you can do it and so he uh-huh. so he dressed up and then he did the scene without music you know, they didn't have, like, most most film stuff, they did, they, you know, the music's done in post. So he was just bopping his head. Right. You know, like, to non-existent music. And then, like, when he was shown the scene, they had put on something, and I don't know if it actually was Duran Duran, <laughs> but it was described as sounding, like, it, it, it was either Duran Duran or something that sounded a lot like Duran Duran. You know, that was going to be this guy's punk music. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, um... No no you can't do that, 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 that that's, no, that's not, not a punk, punk song right. no punk would be listening to this you know no punk would be caught dead listening to this right so basically he said he said give me give me a chance let me let me come up with some music you know for this and so he sat down and came up with lyrics and, like, hummed a melody that, like, a simple melody to it, you know, and and went to, like, one of the other guys, one of the other production guys, and they got a a band together, basically, of production people who played instruments. They, you know, the guys arranged his melody, and he sang vocals on this, and they recorded it in a hallway on the cheapest, shittiest equipment and cheapest, shittiest instruments they could get their hands on because they wanted it to actually sound like a punk song. You know, and I actually feel like they did a pretty good job. It, It does sound a lot like the kind of stuff I was listening to not in the 80s because I was much younger but like when I I was when I was very much like you know ride or die for punk it didn't sound too different than a lot of the UK punk stuff I was listening to okay And it, you know, very simplistic, angry lyrics, blah blah blah. But and it's funny as shit when you listen. To it. Like it's like it's like you know it's like the I hate you, I berate you, you know. There's Lang like, like I eschew you and I say screw you. <laughs> I mean it's 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 great fun. And there's a part like there's if you go on YouTube, you can find, you know, the Edge of Etiquette I Hate You song is a lot longer and has more lyrics than we used in the movie. Nice. And interestingly enough. The movie, like... And, and then he goes to Nimoy and plays it. And Nimoy, like, apparently laughed and said, Yeah, that's it. That's what we got. That's perfect. You know? But weirdly enough, um, there was a... Do you remember in 1987? I never saw this, so maybe this is a, This is something we'll do later. Uh, do you remember a movie called Back to the Beach?
1: I do remember that movie. It was movie. Frankie
0: and Annette doing a beach movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song is in, apparently back to the beach oh, I did not weird. know that obviously never seen it but but this is the funny thing when they did that one of the reasons he got got allowed to do the song in the first place was because they wouldn't have to pay royalties for it oh because you know like if they put the Duran the reason it was gonna be whatever Duran Duran or whatever the band it was it was a band that was one of Paramount's you know they you own know them. You know, like side, whatever, whatever the record label was that was connected to Paramount owned that music, so they weren't gonna have to pay. And, you know, and when they said, like, why can't we put a real punk song in, they said something like, we don't, we don't have a deal with like the Sex Pistols or something, you know, Kirk, we gotta, we gotta, you know, do it. And so that was the whole thing is he he did it for free, no, no royalties, because he just wanted a better song in there. So Back to the Beach comes out, uses that song, and he got royalties. So he actually made more money. From it being in Back to the Beach than he made from it being in Star Trek 4. That's
1: pretty funny, actually.
0: So that's that's my that's my little weird, uh my little weird story about that song, you know, because that that's just a moment that I've always loved. It's just such a ridiculous, like like it's such it's so played for laughs, it's so goofy, you know. And apparently there was a scene that was cut that I wish could have been in there as Spock gives him the live long and prosper sign, and then the guy flips off. Well, that'd be
1: actually funnier. <laughs> but
0: apparently that was cut. Um, so yeah, so they, they they end up going to Whaleville to the Institute. Yeah. So they end institute. up at the
1: Cetacean institute and the only
0: whale museum in the world.
1: And my and my point earlier is that you know the chick that turns out to be plot, you know, part of the character plot, whatever. She Jillian, Jillian, Doctor
0: Jillian, she, something. She
1: walks them around and talks, and then there's a whole like. Moment where we basically see—I completely I forgot about this. This was my even, oh my god, I'm so sorry, yeah. Allie
0: moment. We, like we're I, talk I, about if you it remember, very, very, if you very, very quickly, remember in Mad Max, and then we're move on. if you remember in our Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome episode, how like you know, like totally forgot. I totally forgot about the horse. You know, because because the reason I didn't show—we uh, we're not going to do the Road Warrior—is because of dog. And then like that that movie that you showed me where the animal got killed. Where I'm like, Allie, you showed me a movie. I had that same moment where I completely forgot because this movie is a message film is there's a whole like like couple of minutes where she's talking about what whalers do and there's a video of whales getting killed yeah, and we, slaughtered like, and it's bloody and gross and horrible and that's it.
1: And it's yeah. So moving on, what's really funny about this tourist group that they've glommed onto is they're trying to get to the whales because she talks about how they're going to go see these whales um Gracie and
0: yeah. Oh, by Rick. the way, if you're wondering how they got money, it's because Kirk sold the glasses he was given by McCoy a few movies ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. They and, won then, and that's where the time travel line I was thinking of, you know, that oh, Kirk yeah. said, is he's like, uh, you know, he's like, you know, like, it's a shame you, these were given to you as a gift. He's like, and they will be again. Yeah. He's like, I'll get you them know? again. Yeah. yeah. So, like, obviously he had to sell it for him to get them in the first place. Yep. But, Yeah
1: so so um, so yeah and they only got a hundred
0: bucks so they're all going around with like seven or eight bucks a yeah, piece it's
1: like crazy so um, basically the entire tourist group that's in there I mean it's a freaking YMCA music video because um, you know the, the village people showed up because there's a nun there's a yeah there's I feel a, like there's
0: always a nun
1: there's a nun well any yeah movie, Airplane has a nun any movie
0: made from like the mid 70s through the 80s like if there's a crowd you've got a nun we've
1: got at least one nun we loved our nuns we really did we, we were loved big our into nuns them. And, and I mean there's a there's a there's a guy who's there's a I don't know there's an airplane pilot I don't know a whole bunch of different people that are and in then the there's spirit.
0: David Leisure as a Harry Krishna It's very
1: bizarre so um, and what I'm is, surprised like the nun wasn't play, nun, playing
0: playing a guitar.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, me too. It was just random. So um, anyhow, they, you know, she talking to them, and they show show the whales, and then they go under, like to go, you know, kind of like a Sea World, they go watch the whales underwater, and then you see Nimoy's jumped in. Yeah, actually, first you
0: see Kirk going, huh? yeah, and you, you, you like he sees it first yeah. before anyone else does, and they're like, oh my god, this guy, and you see, and what's going on is, uh, you know, he's touching the whale with his with his palm, you know, and his fingertips, and it, you. Like and I had to explain this to Allie because she was unfamiliar with it, but that was the classic Vulcan mind meld where he's he's communing with the whales telepathically, basically, right. and learning, you know, and and speaking to them. And he and he explains that he you know like we these whales are not our property; we have right. to ask them to help us,
1: right? You know, and which he, is which
0: is I I actually really enjoy that that scene is put in for the reason of I probably would not have it would never even have occurred to me uh, like when I was younger, you know that animals should have agency right. like that at all. you know, And like even like if they're intelligent enough to communicate, then by God, you have to ask them. Like You could just say, oh, by the way, we're going to move you 400 years into the future and, yeah. uh, well, and, also and dump you will, in a place where there's no more of you.
1: Well, and that's the other thing is that that they're being, um, they can't take care of them anymore in this place. So they're also going to be shipping yeah. them out. Like, um, well, they gotta, be- they got to make
0: room for Willie. Yeah. So you got so to dump, dump that orca in there. So
1: they're shipping them out because they don't, have, they don't have the funds to keep them going. And so they're literally putting them out to see where they will probably get
0: whaled. killed
1: and whaled. Although, so, although I,
0: I don't think whaling was so prevalent that it was a 100% chance. I, I, that was one thing about the movie I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, while whales were endangered... You know, it's not like, it's not like it's a one-to-one correlation of, right. oh, my God. Like, otherwise, there'd be no, the whales would have been extinct in 1987. So,
1: she gets pissed at them. Like, what are you doing? You're in my whale, Don't whatever. touch my whales, Don't touch you my know. my whales, and whatever. And they, like, try to explain, and then they leave, and then they're walking, and then she sees them. And it's, like, this weird, like, she kind of is charmed by them, but she's... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really, like, it's really I will say weird. that
0: there's a screenplay problem in this, in that there's no, like, she says she's, like, she's got, you know, like, she's got a, a soft spot for her lost causes or whatever. Whatever. But like, come on, there's no way if I just kicked a couple of crazy people out of my job for messing with an endangered animal like you know like that, I would be like, "Hey, need a ride?" Yeah, because you like, like pick them it, it, up it, it, and gives them a it's lift. Baffling. It's baffling. It's it's not it's not a, it's 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 one of those. It happens because the movie needs to progress exactly. But there's no. It's
1: the same thing as the the freaking line about having a photographic memory. Where oh oh she yeah, yeah, have yeah, I, a I was going to let you. Photographic memory. She yes. doesn't. That's she, not. She I, I understand. A it's, damn thing that they. Okay, but
0: she sees the words in her mind, and then her mind takes a photograph of the word she sees, apparently, oh, or something. It's so lame. Well, what it is 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 Again, it goes back to the the same thing about like, that I said earlier. It's, it, it, the states from retirement screenwriters did the bare minimum of actual research yeah. before just saying, "Ah, this is what things are like," you know. So basically, she ends up like she ends up talking with them, um, and
1: and then like and she,
0: she ends up dropping Nemo off in the park. Spock Spock gets dropped off in the park. You know, and Alex uh, Box says a bunch of really crazy stuff. Like, he takes everything literally and he Oh, won't and then lie. he also tells her that, that Gracie's uh, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. He tells her, he ends up telling her Gracie's pregnant, you know, Grace and she's like, how Leo. do you know, how do you know that, you know, like blah, 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 you know, because no one would have known that, you know. And he says, she likes you, but yeah. she, know, you know, like blah, blah, blah. But, uh, and also, uh, you get the, another one of the, the lines I always remember from this, you know, you forgive him. He was part of the free speech, the part of the free speech movement in the 60s. You know, and he did a little too much LDS. LDS, yeah. You know, which is a terrible joke, but I loved it as a kid, and so it, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for it.
1: So that I'm really gonna kind of go through this kind of quickly because, like, I, don't I know. doubt it. No. So basically, so he, uh, uh, Kirk asks her to to dinner. She says yes. Spock goes back to the park.
0: He and goes back it, into
1: the invisible plane because <laughs> apparently Wonder Woman's there too. And um
0: and you know and uh, and basically um. Kirk. By the way, Kirk is so skeevily hitting on her in the car. Ugh. Oh, it's so sleazy. Oh, it's the Kirk the we all is know like, and love. They go
1: out to dinner. They go out to a pizza to place. a pizza place, and you know they whatever they're sitting there, and then his it, his his phone goes off. I e pocket pager. It's
0: it's it's a it's a communicator. Whatever obviously. the. hell. But I love that She's like, it's is it's that frecky. your po- and and pocket pager? It's not even pager. It's pocket, pocket pager. pager. How eighties is that? You're like your pocket pager. And like then, the,
1: and then he reveals that he's trying to what he's doing, and the and reason she doesn't there, really she doesn't believe, believe him, but, but like, she kind of decides to follow him anyway, and she drives him back to the thing to the and park,
0: the, and she's like, he's like, just find me, yeah, find you know, me I'll if be you here, need me, yeah, and, and
1: and if you if you want our help, and we can get Gracie and Georgie out of there, or whatever. And then she goes back yeah, and, and again. They're named that, George
0: and Gracie after George Burns and Gracie I know Allen. I am just saying that for, uh, for the, the viewers, the you know, who might not.
1: She goes back to work. The, the listeners,
0: not viewers, unless you're staring at our beautiful cover picture the entire time.
1: Um goes back to work and they basically tell her that 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 they're being shipped out at noon and she's all you know are we sure we can't get them to stay and then she shows up in the morning and they're gone already because they didn't want to tell her that they were because they didn't want the media circus but they also didn't tell her and so she didn't get to say goodbye so So she she decks this guy and leaves yeah she leaves and and i I will say this
0: um if the movie if the movie did not basically like proceed the way it did It's like, wow, she's just lost her job. Yeah. Because you you don't get to punch your boss and go back to work. So uh, she
1: she goes running to go find Kirk. In the meantime, um, you know, everyone else is trying to complete their missions. They get the plexiglass because they basically bribe the dude um, of the plexiglass place into believing that or they, they like they 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 pretend that. Scotty is some important person in their company like the parent company. Yeah. like he's like, he's like a doctor. Doc. He's
0: Dr. Scott. Yeah. You know? So he's
1: showing up to whatever and they're going to show him. Around. But then he like bribes the guy by saying I'll teach you how to make... Um, and that guy
0: by the way Stuart Pankin who... Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think what movies uh, the movies he's been in. Oh, he was in not necessarily the news in the eighties. Oh God,
1: were, I do remember that. He was the anchor, right? Yeah, he's
0: the anchor, on not oh, necessarily yeah. the news. He was in Arachnophobia, I believe. Ugh, um, we don't and, talk about um, that. We have
1: enough of that going on.
0: And God, he was he was he was the father in something awful, so like he, that I can't um, remember, like that I can't.
1: But essentially, he um, they they bribe him by saying, "Well, we, we we need your plexiglass, but or a bunch of it, but um, in in return, we'll teach you how to make." Um, transparent aluminum. And so um, that's when the line comes up about, oh well how do you know, you know, that we're not all By the way, transparent
0: this- aluminum is such the fucking bullshittiest like pseudoscience oh God, ever. For Star Trek fans who always like 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 to tout that Star Trek is at least like you know, like, much more scientifically plausible than other sci-fi, you know? I'm talking to you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, transparent fucking aluminum. Yeah. Whatever, you just made something up.
1: So they, um, so anyways... My made-up stuff is
0: more plausible than your made-up stuff. In the
1: meantime, um, Uhura and uh, um, um, Chekhov are trying to steal... Um, n- nuclear power. They're, they're asking
0: like, where are the nuclear vessels? Where yeah. are the nuclear vessels? Uh, yeah. Can you show it? Can you point us? You know, yeah, and, and like, they
1: finally get to, onto the naval ship. We're going to pass all that. Yeah, they, they get on they the ship. In, yeah. They sneak in. They sneak in. They start stealing the power and, it, and then somehow it alerts the...
0: Well, they uh, yeah, well, they, 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 it, the, what they say is you hear the, these two guys are running a test program.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, and they are like, we're, we're just running a test program like, to, like that monitors the power and it's like, and we're losing power on one of these so they right. go and investigate. Right. And basically there's... By the time they get found, they've drained their power. Like they've got this device that like is draining the power out of out of the rea- off right. the reactor, and then uh, their their signals breaking up. So Scotty can only beam them up one at a time, and he beams up Uhura with the power and leaves Chekhov there. Yep. And this is where, of course, we get Chekhov's Chekhov because this is 1986. Yep. And uh, they're now on. You have- oh, and they're on the USS Enterprise. Right. The the actual the, the, actual, the actual like naval ship. naval ship the, the Enterprise. So you know like because da-da! Well, you know, it's a nice little nod, you know. You're you're, you're not going to believe this, Captain, you know. uh, So
1: they get him, so they, they, of course, he gets caught. He gets caught. And now he's a Ruski.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh, and and, uh, we forgot to mention, uh, I alluded to it, but meanwhile, um, in that whole Stuart Pankin scene, Scotty does the probably the funniest part, the, the oh, literal yeah. funniest line in the movie whenever he goes to like, because he's an expert in computers yeah. and he goes to get, he gets show, it's it's like an yes. 85 Mac, you know, <laughs> like first generation Macintosh or whatever and he picks up the mouse, which I forgot they were all squared off. Yeah, in. yeah. You know, I'm so used to those round Mac yeah. m- mice now. And he like picks it up, like, it, you know, like he talks to he's like, okay, computer, computer, you know. Computer. And it, like, and they like use this and he hands him the mouse and he picks up the mouse it's, like a yeah. walkie-talkie. He's yeah. like, Computer, yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like it's, use it's, the keyboard. It's some, it's some, it's it's some, it's some good like goofy comedy. I think my I still, I still is- often will do that when my when I'm when I'm having <laughs> problems with the computer and it's like moving slow or something and I can't get something to open. I'll be like computer.
1: My favorite moment actually you know? after that, that whole thing was really funny. But to me, the the actual like clincher of that moment is when. Um, Stuart Pankins' character says, um, use the keyboard. Like he's like he's like, Oh my god, this guy's supposed to be a brilliant
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> and he then goes, he's just And then no no, he, he doesn't does, It's he, not even that. Let me let well, me finish. I was gonna let say, can finish. I just
0: say this is probably after maybe war I was games setting this it up? Is, you can no, I'm not gonna say what he's doing. You can do that. I'm just gonna say this is probably the first example, maybe war games before it, of of the way hacking is always shown in movies now, which is yeah, <laughs> things just happen while people just randomly hit keys. Yeah,
1: and then the, the screen slide. But what I was gonna say was that my favorite part was actually Scotty's response. When he says, you know, use the keyboard, and he's like, oh, the keyboard. Like he like rolls his eyes, oh, like a, it's a lot uh, of work. Dad, <laughs> That's such a funny uh, moment. Uh, just I want to a use keyboard the keyboard last night. Yeah, exactly. Uh. I'll use it this afternoon. Yeah, I thought you were gonna talk about the
0: fact that basically his hacking consists of switching between two windows.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Like it's
0: literally like it just switches between. He's the tabbing. Two. He's just hitting tab. Yeah, he's Alt tabbing he's between, all two, tabbing windows, between two windows. Apparently.
1: So, um, so that all happens fine. Blah blah blah. And they she shows up to the park. They've now moved the plexiglass back. Um, you know, oh, Chekhov's being captured, and he's running away from them. Yeah, he
0: does, and he does like a, it, it does a like totally out of there, yeah, like he, he bolts. He,
1: he does a header off the, the, the side of the ship. And, and gets very
0: badly very injured. Very badly
1: injured, and they take him to a hospital. So in the meantime, pocket pager goes off, and he's basically telling him that, um, you know, uh, you you got to come back because uh, we've lost Chekhov. And right, yeah, because well, makes-
0: ba- ba- yeah, I think that was, I think that was part of it. But basically, basically, what's happened is in the end, like, she goes to, uh, she goes because of the whales, she
1: shows back up
0: and she's like yelling, like, you know, like to, to get in. And like, and she, she ends sees up, the plexiglass, she walks, she walks into the ship. And I, again, this is my, like, you had problems with the, the, the photographic memory. I always have problems with the way when people, like, she was walking at a good clip. Walks oh, into yeah, this walks invisible into the ship. The invisible she just ship. sort of, like, tumbles over gently. I walked into a goddamn wall a year and a half ago. I bruised my kneecap and, and limped for weeks. Yes,
1: you did. You know, yeah, she was I, totally I bruised.
0: I almost broke my nose. Yeah. I had, like, a huge, like, bruise and scab in the middle of my <laughs> forehead. You know, I had, like, swollen... Like, my nose was swollen to twice its size. She just goes... Whoops! And like mimes over and like tumbles. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, this annoying. is like like the paint can would have killed the guys in Home Alone. Annoying to me. So she gets <laughs> you know? she gets
1: into the ship and they start explaining. You know that they this is where they're gonna put the whales and da da da. And they're showing the whole thing. Anyway, long story, by the way, I, I walked the, into a
0: wall. I, I want to stress that I walked into a wall. Think about that for a minute.
1: Yeah. That's, I was sober. I'll tell you something. Nobody's surprised.
0: Well, I mean, it was a handicap ramp. It was the back of a handicap ramp, and I turned I, I turned my head to lock my car. Because I'd forgotten to do that, and turned back and slammed I into it. Even, I can't even.
1: Oh, it goes through me. Oh, that So, hurt. um, so anyway, she shows up, and then they realize that they can't. That Chekov is in trouble, and they go to find him. He's at the hospital. She takes them to the hospital, and they show up, and now like craziness ensues because now they have to get in there. They have to take Spock in there to heal him. So they figure it out. They get him in there. There's all this like wackity wackity do. Spock. And, isn't it Spock that oh no it's not Spock that heals him. Who's who heals
0: him? Bones, the doctor. Well, oh, McCoy is their sorry. doctor. They I'll send the doctor.
1: Whatever. They
0: And that's and that and you get some, some
1: crazy and dude some, on the and ship heals he, them. And
0: you get some good McCoy crankiness yeah, in you the do. Like he's he comes in and he just all he does is nonstop. Bitch about how primitive the medicine yes. is in the twenty in the twentieth century. Oh, and he century. heals
1: some some chick with a, she's got she's, she's got waiting dialysis. on a kidney, She's on
0: dialysis. They still do dialysis. Yeah, this is like, the dark ages. He
1: hands her like a, he, hands he hands her, her a, a pill. pill he's like, take like, this. And then later you see her and she's like, I'm feeling so
0: much better. I, like, 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 and there's moment. people following her with clipboards yeah. going, This is amazing. Yeah. Full <laughs> functions return. Yeah, returned. yeah it's You know, terrible. and so and he goes in. And he's like, they're gonna do like a, fun, a fundoscopic uh, or whatever. What? They do
1: burr holes or something. They were yeah, yeah. They were
0: gonna put. They were gonna trip him basically. Yeah, they were gonna they were gonna give holes he's like what is this what, this but I, I I can't remember if this is the part of the dark ages but he ends up they end up like he ends up like like Kirk ends up pulling a phaser on them and herds them into a herds them into a closet and bl- blasts the lock like melts the lock locked and uh you know and they they do the they use like the fancy tricordery you know whatever sci-fi techno babble Resident medicine you know he's okay. And they and then they do a little like they have to run because the guards come in. Yeah, you know so like, they have
1: to take off and they finally make it and it's all lovely. and, and like, They get beamed up. It's and like it's like,
0: like and and at that point it's kind of like the end of it's a mad 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 world where yes. like you're in. The, they they run into a room. They lock like they they run into an elevator and then when the elevator doors open like they, the guards are all around it. And they're empty and then you see them beam onto the field. Right, and they go into the ship. So they
1: get in the ship and then they have to go get the whales. So they're headed out and they find they do. Pinpoint where they are, and of course, there's a whaling ship, and now they have to and yeah, like,
0: I know, like, what are the odds? Like, did they, like, here's the thing the whales just got dropped off. Did they not look around before dropping the whales in the water? Not. Like, just, eh, just, did, did they, like, here's the thing, like, did they just open the bottom of the hatch and yeah, like, just let just them flop? flop, flop like, down. from, like, 500 feet up because they like there's no one around except the whalers at this yeah. point Ridiculous. you know and um so
1: they they have to get in the middle and of like, between them and yeah ship. yeah i was
0: gonna, well, I was gonna describe well, it dramatically right? like you, you know like they're, they're aiming it and they fire it you see it going and then it flanks off of nothing because the cloaked ship has appeared the, the ship appears the whalers freak out and they're like do, trying to hang a yui you yeah, know to get away in the water and they end up so they beam the whales up and then they're like, okay, you know, like time to go. And then and then that's what Spock says, you know, I I did I I don't have the exact calculations. I yeah. can't do that, you know, and like and and McCoy's like, well, you just gotta wing it. Yeah, you know, he's like, what? Just make it up, guess, yeah. you know. And he's like, well, and it, you know, like he's like, oh, uh, you know, and he ends up he ends up guessing. They 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 do the other slingshot. They go back. Oh, and, and by top. the
1: way, Chico is. still Oh yeah, there. she
0: she jumps. On. By the way, I don't think transporters work the way this movie has them working. Mm-hmm. I. From what I know, the transporter basically takes all your atoms, tears them up, reassembles them, uh, reassembles atoms into your shape. Right. You know, and there's some. I've heard people argue that theoretically, every time you use a transporter, you've died, uh. and and, the, and and a perfect clone of you, it, like, it, it oh, in it's existence. it's
1: so Doctor Who again.
0: You know, what's that? He's
1: regenerating.
0: Well, no, no, no. As in a perfect clone of you. As in, like. Like, it's another person that just has your memories. Oh,
1: that's so that creepy. So that
0: you actually have died over and over and over well, again. Well, that's but, sort of frightening. Like, but, but again, like, I don't know if that's true. But, like, I don't know that if it's not, lo- it wasn't locked on to her, but somehow she just jumps into the beam and it's okay. You know, like, I don't so think that should work. Not and and should instead, okay. and here's the deal. He tells her no. He tells her no. She hops on and then they're on. Couldn't he just kick her right out the door again? I think. I mean, they're right okay. there
1: but he doesn't i think he, doesn't. he wants he wants her there. oh he totally so he can and she also oh, has a job want. In, he she, she, she doesn't said, have a job yeah anymore. she says
0: like basically she's got nothing <clears throat> these whales were her life or, sorry for the cough there yeah. these whales were her life you know so uh, she's got nothing going on here so she she's going to go to the future you know which i feel like that violates some sort of very massive prime directive thing where you're not supposed to talk to you know like bring people for pre-space blight into your life you know even if it is the Earth itself that gets Prime Directive violated but violating the Prime Directive is basically you know like that's what Star Trek does all the time so no biggie so anyway they, they go they, 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 it turns out the calculations are correct they zoop around they don't you don't get the, they don't give they don't give any fucks about showing showing crazy special no, effects this time this time it's not. literally like lights flash they're, they're there <coughs> they go to Earth and they as they approach Earth boom their power goes out because, duh, the the pop, the, and and by the way, they've just disappeared. If you notice the lines that are delivered on Starfleet, mm-hmm. it's like they're still trying to raise them on the communications whenever, whenever you know, because Kirk said, I'm going to go do this. And yeah. they're like, no, and then he, they're trying to raise him and then like like instantly he pops back in and was like, we got the whales, yeah. you know, which must have been kind of interesting for the people on Earth. Like, I'm going, no, don't, boom, boom, we're back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, um. <laughs> But they but they immediately go dead and they basically crash land, I mean, a, a, a controlled crash, you know, a Sully Sullenberg kind of, like, landing. You know, how, wow, I did a Sully Sullenberg reference. Impressive. You know, it's 2000-whatever all over again. But they land, like, you know, they just missed the Golden Gate Bridge. They land in the water. They have to evacuate. You know, Kirk does some cool diving to, like, to save, you know, Things. Things. <laughs> Whatever they all get out, um, the whales go out. They they're like, oh god, oh god, it's not happening, it's not happening. And then the whales talk, and and everything's good. And to de- and and, re- and to celebrate their victory, we go to a court martial.
1: Yep. And so in the court martial, the and biggest thing that happens is well, well, first well, of all, Spock,
0: Spock joins. They're all in uniform. Spock Spock walks up to them and said, basically, like it's like, Mister Spock, you don't have to defend. You're not you're not being accused you know cuz obviously during the events of the last movie that Kirk did like they were looking for him right. all he did was basically come back to life right you know like so he like but, it, but he's like but I choose to stand with them you know because yep. you know like so he he becomes he be, he he helps them you know blah 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 and so all the charges are dropped except one charge against Kirk of disobeying orders and uh, you know so for after four movies of being an admiral and and not really liking it all they punish him by demoting him to captain. And okay. so he's he goes back and then and uh, you get a very logical Vulcan goodbye between Spock and his father, where you know, like, you know, they're like, I am pleased to see you survived, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. You know, may your trip be safe, blah blah blah. And then it's like, and you have anything to, you'd like me to tell your mother? Tell her I feel fine. Yep. You know, so he's obviously embraced his humanity and Sarah gives him a puzzled look. You know, it's like, oh, you human- you have humans. You have humans. I've I've learned to tolerate your crazy mother. You know, yeah. kind of look, and then they. So the, it ends with basically the crew getting shuffled off to their new command, and, and uh, Chicky and, Chick, and, and they're they're convinced like Chicky. Oh, Chicky Chick totally blows Kirk off. It's yeah, kind of awesome. Great. He's like. I... Call me and she's like, oh, oh, I will. Yeah, I'll find I'll, you. Yeah, I'll find you. Yeah, no worries. You know, I'm like, on my other ship it's now. Like, and, I'll, and she's like, no, I live in the future and I'm the only expert on whales. Uh, I, see I can you bye write bye. my. She's, yeah. she's on like a science ship. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, see you,
1: bye-bye. Yeah, I'm she's out.
0: she's instantly got a job and she, she's like, well, no, I've come to a techno utopia after living in the Reagan 80s. Up yours. Up I can, yours. <laughs> I, I'm 20th century strange. I can get any man I want. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, she's they even they even like make it such a big deal because she's in purple and white and the only one, so it's like they really want to make her special. And it's really kind
0: of funny how completely like sanguine she is about like the fact that there's rooms of like blue 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 guys with antennas and and furry people. Like you just just like an hour and a half ago. You were learning that there were aliens at yeah, all. Exactly, you know? it was just bizarre. So, and then, and then, and okay. then you, but then you end up with the big dramatic thing of like Bones is like, no, they're going to screw us over. They're going to give us the shittiest ship, and then, yeah. it's, dun dun dun, you know, the, yeah. the, the the famous Star Trek theme starts playing, and you see their new ship is called the it, it's NCC seventeen oh one A, which is the call sign of the Enterprise plus an A. It's the Enterprise. They built a whole new one for them to go off on adventures. Boom! We get our credits, Shack-a-laca. and weirdly, and and then, and then the credits we get like it's like a sitcom it's like credit. It's like the credits of a oh, or actually, I would think even more so, like it's like an eighty like a TJ Hooker episode where yeah. they do the stills.
1: Yeah, the stills. It's so weird. And
0: that and that is Star Trek IV directed by Leonard Nimoy.
1: All right. So John, was Star Trek IV: The vo- Voyage Home yes. worth revisiting?
0: Oh yeah. I I mean I it's been a while since I've seen it, but I've seen this one many several times, and it's it's definitely. Like, I'm not a huge Trek fan, but this is a fun one. Yeah. It's 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 I've at this point I'm sure I've seen it the most. I think I used to it used to be Khan I had seen the most. But by this point I think I've seen this one the most of any Star Trek movie. It's you know, it's it's a fun movie. It's lighthearted, it's like I mean it's got stakes, but like it it's 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 basically it does the movies don't tend to do what the TV show does well, which is a cast interrelating with each other. But this one, you get like you get that interplay of the cast. You get like you know like oh here we go again another wacky adventure with the crew, you know. So it's 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 it, you know and it's you know they're they're all old and they're getting chubby, you know, and they're not you know like they're definitely uh, they're definitely all past their prime, but it's still like you know a a fairly delightful movie for me, I think. Yeah, you know, it's I I, I it was definitely worth revisiting. It was. It was no better or worse than I expected it to be because I'm fairly familiar with it and it's what I expected it to be. So, Allie, was it worth watching?
1: Actually, um, for somebody who's not a Star Trek fan and doesn't really care about it, I actually thought it was it was enjoyable. And it's a long movie, and I think that yeah, Star Trek movies are
0: fairly long usually. That's one
1: of my issues. But but and the other part, you know, if we I could have done without all the, um, I mean, I know it was necessary, but it's just like watching any of those horrendously sad um, commercials with Sarah McLaughlin singing in the background of bad things happening to animals. I cannot right. handle that. So oh. that part of it was just really hard on me. But what I liked about it, what I loved is that um, there wasn't really like a crazy evil threat that was you know, trying to destroy humanity. I did enjoy Humanity that-
0: almost destroyed itself inadvertently by its actions a few hundred years previously. Exactly.
1: And I liked, I mean, as weird as it was like, oh, it's a political message, I kind of liked it. And I actually agree with it, which I think helps. Yeah, it you does. You know, help. that does always help. But um, yeah. Like if the
0: message was kill all the whales because they're going to kill us or they'll kill us first, that might be a different be message. A different that message. might be a different I message. would not be might, into that. But, be, yeah. yeah.
1: So I, yeah, I, I actually thought it was pretty good. I think it was like wacky and weird. And um, yeah, I, I would say it was, it was worth watching. For that reason, especially considering, I you know, I really do have a lot of eye roll going on about the whole Star Trek thing in general, just yeah, because I mean, I'm just not part of that. Let's, let's be honest.
0: Again, I'm not really either. I had friends who were big Star Trek yeah. fans. Again, I've seen a lot of it. I'm a fan in the sense of there's a lot of it that's pleasant to watch, and there's a lot of it I could skip and I'm, not and be be just as happy never seeing. I can it.
1: honestly say that I'm I definitely have hit my. Saturation point with it, like I'm a little bit like, okay, are we done? Like I literally am having like I've I've seen enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I'm it's, good. it's not yeah, it's not something. It, don't worry, I'm not. I I, I don't. Re- I wasn't really planning to revisit oh, I it. I I think I think two through five were made in the '80s. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, two's great. It'd be worth watching, but no, I'm not. I don't know if there's a good podcast episode out of it. Yeah. Three's not worth. Remember, I accidentally rented three instead of four from the <laughs> library, uh, like, like because I grabbed the wrong boxes yeah. that were right next to each other, and I didn't notice till I was home. And it was
1: like a no fucking And I was like, moment. I was like, I'm
0: not even going to watch this right now. Yeah. I, I have no, I like, I like, I don't really need to see it. And five is, I would only show you five if you were more of a fan of bad movies, because five is laugh. You would
1: only bad. show me five if you were trying to torture me. Then. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. Five is laughably bad. I, I, yeah, you know, like so. Um, I need to actually jump back because yeah. I, I I forgot a truth uh, a trivia bomb. I yeah. said a truth bomb. I'm dropping truth bombs. Right I in. forgot a, I forgot a trivia bomb that I meant to drop earlier. Yeah, is in a in a weird way the contract negotiations for this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, which was a big fight. Like you know, both Nimoy and Kirk were uh, Kirk, both Nimoy and Shatner were asking for quite a bit. Yeah, they both got less than they asked for, but a lot more than the studio really wanted to spend. And apparently. Though the, the increasingly high cost of the of getting the original cast to come back together to do movies is one of the reasons that Star Trek The Next Generation was considered in the first place. Because you could have a cast of relative unknowns, and they'd be much cheaper. Oh. So the Star Trek The Next Generation series was uh, partially, apparently inspired by this movie in that way. Although it, you know, like... I mean, Patrick Stewart now would be very expensive to get, <laughs> but uh, you know, like he was fairly cheap then because, uh, like, he was mainly a stage actor at that time and had only done a few minor movies in Excalibur that I know of. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that that was my little bit of truth bomb like, trivia. Truth bombs, yeah, truth bombs. I'm thinking truth to power.
1: I also, um, I wanted to just throw out a couple of uh, a couple of our fans who are um, have been were following us a little bit on. on
0: <coughs> well, we had some guesses about because yeah, yeah. I, I had at, said at MMS
1: uh, at Mmis podcast. Um, I had wrote
0: that I was totally st- stoked to show Allie the movie tonight, only hint it's part of a very popular franchise. And I had a uh, we had some guesses. Um also named Phil guessed Rambo. No, though that may be on the list. She's actually seen Rambo. I have. So uh, that's 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 we have Beverly Hills Cop two from uh, from uh, Nathan Roberson in Roberson eighty six, um, who um, no, actually I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure I've seen Beverly Hills Cop two. I think I have. I
1: don't know that I have either. I know I've seen so, one a lot that's a
0: maybe. Uh Phil Russell, Man's Inevitable, said Tipple of Doom, which uh another great guess. Um the I guess that um, you know, I I um Kyle uh Start Kyle Orton is his uh is his uh is his Twitter name. He uh he made a the the very good guess based of Superman 4, mm-hmm. where I said he was partially right and he guessed three. You know, and I was like, no, actually you were right on the four. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, um, oh, uh, and Frank Nova uh, guessed Swedish erotica, <laughs> which yeah. also in some ways true. Um, I mean, those whalers like, were pretty sexy and they, they were probably were. Scandies. They were. I think they were Norwegian. I think Norway is the, the, comp- the I think Norway is, uh, was, one, or is or was one of the uh, countries in the 80s that still whaled.
1: Yeah. But, uh, No more whaling.
0: So I guess, um, having gone to that, I guess again, um. If you uh, if you found us and you can't remember how, <laughs> you know, our website is matchmadeinspace.com, uh, or you can find us on iTunes as well. Obviously, if you and if you're uh, finding us on iTunes, by God, rate and review us, because you know that's how people notice us, and we have huge egos. I don't act anymore. I don't have any stroking of my ego, so you know there's, I, this a, is there's what I only need.
1: one stroke going on.
0: Wow. Um,
1: just one, honey. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> this is this is this is making me nervous. Back to um, that Swedish erotica. So you, huh? Yeah, back to the Swedish
0: erotica <laughs> for me. Um, sexy whalers for sexy me, please. Um, so, and if you want to send us a more uh, you know longer message than 140 characters, uh, you can uh, send us uh, matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. If you want to send us a 140 character or less message, we are again at mmis podcast. If you just want to tell Allie something, she's at Allie, that's Ali, that's A L I underscore Goodman,
1: and uh, this guy over here is at Hitler Puncher.
0: That's H I T L E R Puncher, <laughs> like the Nazi. Yes,
1: <laughs> but not. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess
0: uh, I guess uh, we don't have much more to s- other to say other than uh,
1: this is a match made in space. Signing, signing off.
0: On. Adios. Live long and prosper.